2: Is it Judgment Day for Michigan? Still waiting? Nothing new from the Big Ten. Final hour, we'll talk to Eli Manning. He'll stop by coming up in a little bit. Make sure you sign up for Dan's Deals. We did this around Mother's Day, and it was a big success. You have an opportunity to uh, get deals 50 60% off or more. This is Black Friday before Black Friday. Go to danpatrick.com, put in your email address. You'll get first access to all these great products that we have. In time for the holidays. Sunday night, it'll be Sauce Gardner and the Jets taking on Devontae Adams and the Raiders. And yes, the Jets are favored by a half a point in Las Vegas. 7 Eastern, they start the festivities on NBC. Say good morning. You're watching on Peacock. Thank you. Our streaming partner, our radio affiliates. Good morning. Seaton, poll question for the final hour of the program is going to be what? Yeah, Dan, let me update you. We got a couple working right now.
3: Um... We have: Do you prefer your old stadiums or your newer stadiums? Which is basically charm versus convenience, okay. or new stuff versus convenience. Right now, it's sort of a sixty-five percent prefer the new ones. Okay, that's interesting. All right, they they like their uh, amenities. Yeah, they like their amenities. And we also have cheating in sports. Uh, it's a black and white or some gray area. That is, uh, right now, seventy-six percent of the audience have it as some gray area. Yeah, there is yeah. levels
2: to this. Is Michigan? gray area cheating. Is there any gray area with this? Or is it just cut and dried? You did this. You got information. You shouldn't have done that. Ball game.
3: If what they're accused of doing, they did.
2: They they deliberately sent a scout
3: ahead to go in some type of disguise to stand on sidelines and blend in and blah, blah, blah.
2: That is cheating. And I know that you guys are using this as a parallel to what the Astros did, but I see it differently. Um. I think what the Astros did was worse. I think everybody does what Michigan is doing by sharing information, probably having somebody watch games, giving you that information, giving you that feedback. Now, do you have somebody who was in the military who's able to decode some of these sig- signals? The answer is no, but that's not illegal. If I get information, I'm just watching what your signals are. I could do that in a game and I could decode something like that. But I think if Rutgers and Purdue and Ohio State are sharing information on Michigan, is that legal? Should that be accepted by the Big Ten? And that's the argument that Michigan has. Hey, what about them? Look at what they're doing. Although I don't like that as the excuse as to why you could have been cheating, is look at what they're doing over there. But we're waiting to see if the Big Ten acts upon this today, and... Do you punish Jim Harbaugh? Uh, do you wait until after the season, which is what I think is going to happen? They, they, they're they still punishing Jim Harbaugh from COVID with a recruiting violation. They're not going to get around to this. I don't think anytime soon. Now, maybe they suspend him upon further notice. Maybe it's an indefinite suspension. you got the Penn State game. Michigan's only favored by, I think, four and a half at Penn State. Yeah, Paulie? I think there's
4: not a lot of gray area whether Michigan, let's say they is proven that they did this or their staffer did this. I think it compares more to Deflategate with the Patriots, where people don't think the rule is, yeah. is think the rule is silly. Yes, agree that uh, it's like a uh, being pulled over for 57 and a 55. Technically, you were speeding, yeah. but I think it's going to compare. It does compare to the Astros for sure, and they they're using a different level of uh, scouting uh, technology or being in a different place but people right off the bat were like this is a silly rule.
2: Yeah, I think we can agree on that and maybe by next year they're going to have, you know, in-helmet communications therefore you don't need this. Yes. Yeah, Which part of it is a silly rule though?
3: Cuz there's parts of what Michigan are accused of doing that's not silly at all. That's
4: that's 100%
3: way above yes. or over the line.
4: Yes. Paul. What why I think it's silly is that um, the rule is in place so when Michigan can send an advanced scout to a game, they can afford it but maybe Middle Tennessee State can't. They don't have the travel budget. Every team in the Big Ten can afford to send a travel scout, even Rutgers, no matter high and low. So the rule has no place in Big Ten football for teams facing each other in Big Ten football. If you want to say that Michigan's not allowed to send a a scout to a Middle Tennessee's game because they're a lower revenue school and outside the Big Ten, that would make sense. But in conference, the rule makes no sense.
3: Like, I guess I'm hung up on the guy wearing other teams' oh. uniforms than being on the sideline. <laughs> that feels like more than just sending an advanced scout to watch the team. That feels like we're trying to get our guy to blend in on the sidelines so nobody notices him and he can hear conversations. That feels like that's not the, the same rule that's that we're talking about. That's not the spirit. Right. If he yeah.
4: did that, yeah, that would be an, yes. a, a bigger... Well, I mean, this whole conversation is if they did it, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the sideline thing—if he was in, the rule is in place for sending a person to be in the press box or in the stands or whatever. And be no—you can't be in person physically in any way.
2: We can't yeah. wait any longer. Yes, It feels like
3: that's what Michigan is trying to tell people: that happened, <laughs> and they're like, "What? Everybody else sends scouts. Why can't we send scouts?" Or everybody else is doing whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm hung up on
2: okay, the it's guy in a costume. Time to play. Guess that punishment. Do we have music? For guess that punishment. Wow. Michigan fights some. Okay. Guess that punishment. Todd, what do you think happens to the Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh?
5: No punishment until Michigan is done playing, whether it's all the way to the championship where they get knocked out before, and then he'll have to maybe miss two or three games next season, but nothing will happen
2: this year. So no punishment until after the season. So after Michigan is done playing football this year. All right. Seton O'Connor, guess that punishment. I think the punishment is going to be announced, but
3: I don't think it's going to affect this season. I think it's going to be like a loss of scholarships and big fine kind of thing or something like that. Okay, All right. Marvin, guess that punishment.
6: I'm with Todd. I think the punishment will come down after this season and then possibly suspension all of next season.
2: All of next season? Yep. Okay. Paulie? I believe that the punishment will
4: come down after this weekend's game. It will not be before this weekend's game against Penn State. I think early next week, the the Big Ten suspends Jim Harbaugh for one game, the Maryland game, and Michigan doesn't fight that.
2: But doesn't that open up the, okay, do we take away victories from this team this year?
4: That would be up to the you're,
2: you're admitting guilt.
4: The The Big Ten couldn't do it, but the, yeah, I see what you're saying. The NCAA rarely moves that fast. I they would, they would ding Michigan football twenty twenty three in twenty twenty five.
2: I'm going to say indefinite suspension for Jim Har- Harbaugh. I'm going to say we might hear Friday. Might hear Friday. Now I don't have any information on this, but that's uh, that's guess. The bad punishment. Yes, Todd? If he's allowed to
5: coach the Penn State game and the Ohio State game, and the only punishment would be missing the Maryland game, I can't wait to see <laughs> the reaction to people that are not exactly fans of Jim Harbaugh or Michigan. Yes, Raptors.
6: Marvin. Could this be like a double jeopardy thing? So say if he gets suspended for the Maryland game, there can be no more punishments that come down regarding this scandal.
2: Well, I don't think you can accept that if you're the Big Ten, because then I would say an indefinite suspension. At some point, until you get all the, the, you have to have due process with all of this. Everybody's already gone to the end of the story. Like, oh, you got to kick him out of football. You got to suspend him. You got to. I I need I need physical evidence here. I need testimony. I need something here other than that guy on the sidelines. And what did he do? And who did he give the information to? How did it help Michigan? That's what I want to know. And until then, I, I mean, it's hard to prove your innocence. He's that that's where Jim Harbaugh is. He's like, how do I prove that I didn't know something? I told you I didn't know something. Although we had Rick Neuheisel on former coach. And he said, oh, I think Rick knew or I think uh, Jim knew. And uh, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the NFL next season. (coughs) Matt, Matt in Ohio. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, thanks for taking my call. I, I guess I I had a, a take on this. So I'm just want to get your opinion. Okay. I mean, Harbaugh's really got four things that could be considered institutional control.
1: I mean, he's got the off-season thing. He's got a staffer that the FBI is digging into the computer. He's got another staffer that was let go, and now he's got this. Yeah. But the big question I have for you is, if this was two years ago and he wasn't winning, do you think the university would just have already cut him loose? <sighs>
2: I, th- I think it's a valid question, but they are winning, and that's the difference. If they weren't winning, then they probably would let Jim hang out to dry a little bit if they could protect the program. Yeah, Paul?
4: They are 25-3 and in the past two seasons, including two blowout wins against Ohio State. He's never
2: been more secure in his job. Yeah, but they pulled that contract extension off the table. I, I,
4: I actually don't believe that. Okay, I, I, I believe that Harbaugh will kick the can on the contract extension till the end of the season because if he wins a national title, you could tack on two more million dollars.
2: So, Do you think? Does anybody, you know, fall in line with Rick Neuheisel that Jim Harbaugh is not coaching Michigan next year? I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's a crazy thought. But, once again, the NFL doesn't allow you a soft landing if you're running from the NCAA. If you're running from violations, the NFL does not let you just go, hey, let me escape and go into the NFL and run away from this. You know, they, they uh, punished Jim Trestle at Ohio State. They punished Terrell Pryor for the tattoos. Did Pete Carroll get dinged? I don't think he did. I think he was allowed to jump, did he? I don't know.
4: He was already at Seattle and then the investigation finished up. he was coaching the Seattle Seahawks and then the Reggie Bush stuff was finally adjudicated. He was already in they didn't,
2: but, he, but that wouldn't have been that shouldn't have affected Pete Carroll he got out though
3: while that was all buzzing. yes I mean he was able to get out and land a new job before the
2: NCAA was like, ah here's our findings but they didn't he wasn't up on charges he wasn't found guilty of anything Whereas,
4: under his watch though.
2: Like that whole team
4: when the team got dinged and got lo- stripped of stuff.
2: Yeah, but that's Reggie Bush just didn't pay back a loan. Yeah, but the whole team lost games. Use of an yeah, eligible player. I, I think that, that that
3: was too harsh. Yeah, but I mean, but it happened though. So I mean, it. He, Pete Carroll lost those games too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but this is this is centered on Harbaugh. A little, I think, more than it was with Pete Carroll in USC. God, you look back at that punishment. Man, was that harsh! That affected USC football for a decade. But I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know if they hand out these punishments anymore. Go back to, you know, the death penalty for SMU football. I mean, what they were guilty of back then is what everybody does now. It's like, you know, the NIL and you can get a car and you can get payments and, you know. But back then, I mean, that devastated SMU football. I just don't think they hand out those. Punishments anymore. By the way, did you see Bill Self got a new contract? Bill Self got a (laughs) nice
4: segue by you. Oh, Oh, what a segue. All right. Bill Bill Self got a new contract. It just shows. They don't care about NCAA sanctions or investigations.
2: Who cares? People go to prison. Who cares?
4: He just won a national title the year before. Self-imposed penalties. There you go. (laughs) There
2: you go. Thanks, Uh. (laughs) Todd. Tyler in Detroit. Hi, Ty. What's on your mind today?
5: Well, uh, proud Papinsburg State dad. And uh, more importantly, an NIL booster for the basketball team. Uh-huh. And listen, I know the team is great at taking it to the hole, but it just feels like every year we end up in that number two
1: seat. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just really hoping we can find a way to bear down and push hard and until that happens, I'm just going to keep flushing my money down the
5: toy, but
2: thanks, Dan. Thank you, Tyler. All right, all right. Spend some time on that one. Crappensburg State, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Kurt in Michigan. Hi, Kurt. What's on your mind? Good morning, DP. Hey, bud. 5-9, a dad bod 198.
5: <laughs> Dan, you are the finest journalist, and... I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the difference between New England's Spygate and uh, Jim Harbaugh. I, I, it's just, it feels like the same thing.
2: No, you could videotape, but the Patriots were videotaping from a different area than you were allowed to videotape. Um, you know, was somebody dressed up in disguise? Uh Plus, you know, how long had this been going on with uh, Jim Harbaugh? And, you know, you send somebody in disguise. Where did that information go that he gathered is what I want to know. Like, we don't know all the information here yet. So it's just sort of looking at what would be common sense. How do you approach this? And what the Patriots did, okay, they were videotaping, and they were not in the right space to videotape. Yes, he
3: you know, I'm not sure exactly what the point was either of that call. But if it's like, hey, it's no different than what the Patriots did. Well, that's fine. It's no different than what the Patriots did. But that ended with the largest fine in league history. So I don't know if Michigan fans want to be like, hey, well, the Patriots did it, yeah, and they got slapped pretty hard for it.
2: Yep. Yep. I
3: I don't know if that's they lost really...
2: draft picks as well. I think with that. What was that? Five hundred thousand dollars, or I forget what the fine was with it. Yeah. God, you cover these things so long, and then it just kind of your mind melts when you're all of that. Bill Belichick got hit for five hundred grand. Yeah, the team go. got hit for two
3: hundred fifty thousand, and then they lost draft picks. Yeah, yeah. And and that was during <laughs> during the heyday of the Patriots. They were winning. They should go back to that. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that remained the largest fine in league history until the next Patriots cheating scandal, (laughs) and then that became the largest one. There
2: might have been a Saints scandal in between there. I'm not exactly sure. Top three. Uh... James in California. Hi, James.
5: Uh, Hello, Daniel. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to quickly comment on something Pauly said comparing it to the 2017 Astros situation, which I think is absolutely uh, ludicrous specifically because with this situation, uh, we don't know exactly what information was transferred at what point and whether it was actually used at what in-game scenarios. With the Astros, we knew we had hard evidence that they were taking live information and giving it to the batters at the exact time and they were using it to get a competitive edge in games, which... We don't know what happened right now. We don't know exactly what they did. So that just kind of enraged me yeah. as someone who may or may not be a Dodgers fan. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> let it go. But I agree with you. The, what the Astros did is worse than what Michigan is accused of, in my opinion. You're right. That was real-time sending in information. Did somebody have a buzzer on and they were going to let you know what the pitch was? I don't know what this guy gathered and then took it back and then said, when we face them, when they do this, this is what this means, okay? It wasn't real time. It's it's varying degrees of cheating. We'll take a break. Eli Manning will join us coming up next, and uh, back after this.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: He's Mike Carmen, I'm Dan and We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your
1: Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup sits, starts fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
6: Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go.
3: Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
6: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos.
2: By the way, we just got an email from a dad, uh, Hector, his son just got thrown out of middle school, told to go home and change his Crappensburg State T-shirt. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can get you another T-shirt for your son for Crappensburg State. That's rude. <laughs> Let's bring in Eli Manning, who joins us on the program. Were you recruited by Krappensburg State? I didn't get a letter from them, unfortunately. <laughs> but I would've, It would have been a strong consideration, though. Um when you look back on recruiting, was there anything that stood out that was, like, interesting,
7: different, bizarre? Um, well, you know, Mike Leach was at Kentucky, and he was the one that um, recruited me hard. And, honestly, I'd be on the phone. I wouldn't say a word for an hour. Like, he would just <laughs> go, and he would just I – mean, he was. No so different than what he was. All his coaches, God rest his soul, but just one of the great personalities. And he he could talk like no one I've ever seen. I'd be I'd be like looking at my dad, like I gotta get off the phone. I got some homework to do. Like I got some stuff to do. I can't get a word in. Um, but he was uh, he was he was always interesting, kind of going on his on his spats about who knows what.
2: But how close was it that you were going to go to Kentucky?
7: Um, you know, they were, they were throwing it around and there was how mommy and, and they, you know, Tim Couch was, you know, in the mix and they were, they were kind of having some upset. So if you wanted to go throw it around and do the spread offense and, and have some fun, that was a spot. So I don't, I don't know if it was, you know, it wasn't totally, uh, outside the mix, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the top 10.
2: If you were coming out now,
7: what would intrigue you? Where would intrigue you? I mean, I think uh, I think there's a lot of lot of schools that are intriguing. I mean, obviously, I mean Georgia, Alabama are always in the mix and in, in the SEC. Ole Miss, you know, Lane Kiffin, they're throwing it. They're you know putting up a lot of points offensively. Ohio State's always in the mix. I mean, you kind of look at the top teams um, consistently. I think those are always popular. But I think it's still important for for players to hey look at who's the offensive coordinator, who's the quarterback coach, who's the head coach uh what what's the vibe of of the team and the closeness of everybody so i think it's it's really about you know taking those visits being around the players being around the coaches and where do you feel comfortable where do you feel hey i'm going to fit in here i'm going to be happy here and also look at the university i, I think it was important to me and i think it's because i had an older brother cooper who went to play college football and got injured and never played it down i said hey i want to pick a school where if something happens and i never play one down of football i'm going to be happy here and i'm going to stay here and this is where i want to be and now i don't know if that's that's going into any consideration with with uh, with guys now and and or any any you know athlete is where they pick their school it's uh, NIL and it's you know it's so easy to transfer i don't know if that's a that's a part of their decision making
2: what's the biggest mistake we make or analysts make looking at a college quarterback when he goes to the NFL that we see success in college, but what do we miss out on most? Do you think?
7: Um, I think it's, I think it's just, it's gotta be, you know, how, how, you know, how is the guy getting the ball out, um, you know, on time in rhythm? And I think that's something that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's hard to see that in college. Like, Hey, how many times, Is he, you know, not looking at the right place going, you know, looking at the wrong read? Hey, he can scramble. He can create plays, but he's holding it, you know, for four seconds and got the ball, got the completion. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. I think it's, you know, looking, Hey, is this guy getting the ball out on time in rhythm, throwing the ball accurately into, you know, on, on time is, is just so important. And I think it's hard to. Hard to get a sense of that in college. You 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 can hold the ball longer. It's hard to get pressure on the quarterback unless they're blitzing. With a four man rush, you know, the quarterback can sit back there three and a half seconds, and that just that doesn't happen in the NFL.
2: He's Eli Manning, two time Super Bowl champ. Uh do we want to play guess Eli Manning's middle name? We could play that. Okay. Everyone go around the room, you want to go first or uh, last? Todd, time? you go first. Dabney. Dabney. <laughs> okay.
4: okay. All right. See <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, right, gonna, say, I'm yeah.
3: gonna say I'm gonna say
6: Whitney. Whitney, Whitney.
7: Oh, Eli Whitney. Eli Whitney. There you go. Oh, I like, I like that. Right. I like it.
2: Marvin, I'm gonna go Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Okay. Strong. Paulie? I know it.
4: So, okay. I can give you a hint, Dan, before you guess. His older brother Peyton's. His middle name is Williams.
2: Okay. I was gonna go Winston. Ooh. Eli Winston Manning,
7: Jr. The third. <laughs> what is it? It's Nelson. Nathaniel is close. Nelson, uh, which is a family name named after kind of one of my my uncles. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, Elijah. Okay. Elijah Nelson Manning. Strong name. Uh, you're joining us on behalf of uh, Quaker. Their
2: uh, pre-grain tour. I'll let you give the pitch here.
7: Yeah, that's uh, kicking off the first ever Quaker pre-grain tour. If you don't know what pre-graining is. It's basically you just start your pre-game with some Quaker Oats, which I did every day and and still do. And so basically, this is a tailgate that's visiting NFL stadiums throughout this year. They've had a few, got a few more, and they're introducing their new digital Quaker playbook, which is 32 recipes representing all the NFL teams. And that tour will end at the Super Bowl Taste of the NFL. Well, they'll announce a $250,000 uh, donation to Quaker's longtime partner, Jen Youth. Uh, which is a, a youth wellness uh, nutrition organization, nonprofit. And so it's really about what Quaker's doing and understanding that the circumstances of life should not be a barrier for good nutrition. So it's uh, great to team out with them, have a little fun, do some tailgating, and you know, learn some dis- different recipes for uh, using uh, Quaker Oats.
2: Peyton uh, famously had Omaha Omaha. Did you feel like you had to be creative at all with any of your audible calls?
7: Well, first off, I, I think we got to set the record straight. Where I used Omaha way before Peyton ever used it. Wow, he stole it. Wow, he that's breaking it. news. It is breaking news. So
2: that's intellectual property that he stole from you.
7: Yes, exactly. It was in our playbook. It was a word. Uh, he used it the exact same way. And I, but I have to be a little honest. I, not me personally, but um, my rookie season. Uh, uh John Huffnagel's our offensive coordinator he come from New England and he brought it from New England so i stole it technically from Tom Brady we used it <laughs> for a long time and then 2000 i guess 15 ish i think that's the year they must have really turned up the microphone yeah. on the quarterback they put the speaker they put the recording on, on our jersey so you could hear everything the quarterback was saying and and Peyton played a playoff game and he must have sent Omaha 85 times in the game, and it just you know everybody's like, what is going on? What is the big deal about Omaha? He's getting free stakes out of this. He's got a key to the city. He's got a production company named after it. And like he, did, I get nothing. He didn't even send me a steak. I don't get. I get nothing from him.
2: no no credit whatsoever. When do you know that you've pressed the button maybe too strongly with Peyton? Like you'll you'll jab, but
7: when do you know that you cross the line? when he doesn't respond he just kind of like he he kind of just goes quiet and just kind of shakes his head a little bit like hey that's off limits don't go don't don't keep going don't harp on that don't expand on that like you you're you're in you're in dangerous territory <laughs> you know retreat a little bit retreat so when he, he kind of just he does not you know respond to it the, that's what the forehead gets red i think when, that's kind of all. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of always the case. <laughs> that's I a mean, big forehead. It is. It is. When the vein, the vein <laughs> starts coming in the neck and like on the side of the forehead, right there, yeah. it's like looks. That's that's more <laughs> clock management. It's uh, situations on the opposing team or one of the teams. That's that's when the vein clock management is number one pet peeve. If I were to ever say I don't think Peyton had good clock management as a quarterback, I think he would. You burst into you know, flames.
2: Uh, great to talk to you. Good luck with a Quaker Pre-Grain tour. Is Eli Nelson Manning the third? Elijah. Elijah Nelson. Uh, Elijah Nelson Manning Junior. the third. Good Perfect. to talk to you, Eli. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Right. Eli Manning. There. Yeah. Because they came in and did a commercial at SportsCenter, Center, and e- Eli was kind of getting picked on by Peyton. And then their dad was there as well. And I kept thinking, at what point does Eli, like, smack him back? (laughs) Because Peyton was doing, like, licking his finger and putting it in Eli's ear and then kicking him in the rear end. And I thought, Eli, you should be able to smack him. You should get one smack. Yes, Paul. Don't you guys think, though, if you go
4: back to when the Manning cast started, what, I guess, two years ago, three, two years ago? Eli's the big winner because we saw Peyton Manning's personality all throughout his career. He, sure. he did more interviews. He was on more Tonight Show type things. Eli was more of the New York shows. and He was very reserved, I think, I think because he played in New York. He was a little extra reserved. But he's been the, the breakout guy. I agree. He's so sneaky funny.
2: Yes, he is. Uh, and He'll throw in a line about uh, Peyton eating. When they had Schwarzenegger and his donkey was on, and then Eli goes, he eats like you do, Peyton. It's just like there's always a one-liner there. He can get away with it. Good good TV, good content. It's like only
3: brothers know that sort of level of dig. Yes. You know? Like family members kind of know exactly where to
2: hit. But you do know that when you get to a certain point, like there's a point where you go, I can't cross that line. But if I do, then it's go time with you, your brothers. At least it was for me. And then it was always you'd get punched and then – uh, you try to retaliate and then they would yell to mom and then you always got busted. Yes, Todd?
5: I used to yell, ow, from the other room before. My brother couldn't even be in the room. He didn't even touch me. but Just to get him in trouble, I'd pretend that he's on top of me and beating me up.
2: <laughs> you are a narc, aren't you? What a snitch. He's you totally are. in another
5: room playing the video. i like, ow, get off me!
2: <laughs> yes, Marvin?
6: And there's nothing worse. I hate the ow, kid. <laughs> You're breaking my arm. Like not just the uh I'm gonna get you back. Or when you hit when you hit I'd have uh siblings. So cousins you hit and they start crying, no no no, you can hit me back, you can hit me back. Go ahead, real fast. It's one of those. Like but the owl kid, Fritzy looks like one of those kids I'd be, I'd hate. All
2: right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. By the way, the theme tomorrow for music is sexy. What? Yeah,
6: it could be sexy songs or Songs with the word "sexy" in it, like Rod Stewart. Do you think I'm sexy?
3: Uh, uh, this, sexy is, this is this is going to be awkward. I'm going to throw, oh. throw a I'm going to throw a challenge on this one. Oh, remember when we had Brian McKnight in and he sang like this, the most beautiful song. Right? Because yeah. he's got a gorgeous voice and he's got a piano set up and he's all about, you know, how much he loves this person and blah, blah, blah. And the five of us sat around looking at each other for four minutes and 20 seconds, yes. being like, whoa, <laughs> what is happening right
2: now? Okay, but that's different. He played the entire song. We're just going to play a snippet yeah, of his song.
3: But there's going to be a snippet of a song tomorrow and all of a sudden Chris Isaac, and I Fall in love. We're gonna be sitting here looking at each other and being like, alright, sexy song. Uh, so, Harbaugh suspension, yeah. that's good.
6: I don't know. <laughs> I think we can do it. Okay. I think we can do it. Okay. So, Mark, yeah. maybe is it just songs with the word sexy in it? or works-
2: you. <laughs> Not songs that make you feel sexy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has to... I don't think it has to have sexy in the title. It can. Yeah, that's what I mean. E-
6: either or. Yeah, either or. Like a song. Where, you know what? Turn the lights off. Yeah, yeah. It's, bu- it's business time. Yeah. Todd's gonna
3: do right. Said Fred, "I'm too sexy." Mm. Already, I'm, I'm
6: gonna already challenge myself in. to come up with something no, a little more. You're not. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. Friszy sent in four songs already. already? I'm so excited about him. four. He's so relaxed, so excited.
5: When I fall in love <laughs> with you. Filling up Marvin's inbox with lots of options.
2: Did I tell you I sat next to Chris Isaac on a plane? But he was not nice to you. He was not. No. Well, was he not nice or was he not interested in talking to you? Probably both. <laughs> but but he, he sat down, he was the last person to get on. He sat down and I saw him and you know, a very handsome guy, and I go, Hey, I uh, really love your work. And he goes, Oh, good. And then he fell asleep. That's a little
4: cold. It. And that was it. Is he not a sports guy? I don't know. Because if you recognize you, you're going to chat it out and be polite, celebrity polite. Well,
2: I I had a similar run into Paul Giamatti, where I'm like, hey, Paul. And he's like, "Uh, hey. And I go, "Um, hey, well, I I, I enjoy your work. And he goes, thank you. That was it. I heard an interview with
4: Paul Giamatti, and just because his dad was the commissioner of baseball, he said he was not a sports fan growing up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Proven, Yeah, They either... Say, hey, Dan. like um, Robin Thick, when he was going through that controversy with Blurred Lines or uh, yep. Pharrell, and he was sitting in front of me, and then he got up, and then he said, oh, I got to go out and face this, Dan, and because there was going to be uh, press out there that wanted to interview him. And then he sort of just joked, and he said, do you want to walk out with me? I go, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're on your own. But he was at least he at least acknowledged me. But yes, Todd?
5: What's so hard to just say thank you very much? I appreciate the kind words, and then you can fall asleep or look the other way. Just takes one second to be nice and acknowledge someone that's excited to meet you. I don't get it.
2: Minimum kindness. That's all I ask for.
5: Thanks very much. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet yeah. you. Or, you know, I'm glad you enjoy my work. That's all. Just acknowledge. Well, it's person.
2: bad when my daughters will go, uh, "Hey, don't you know Bradley Cooper?" And I'll go, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Well, there he is. <laughs> like. uh well, you know, the guy, uh, Chris Maloney from, uh, what, S- S- Law & Order? Yeah, Law & Order. Detective Stable. Yeah, my daughter's like, she loves the show. She goes, damn, this guy from uh, you know Law & Order. I go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, all right. Do you know him? Oh, I've had him on the show before. Do you think you could go over and say hello to him? I go, sure. And I go up there and say <laughs> hello to him. And then he
4: shut me down. Do you think some celebrities... Are uncomfortable with the, where you approach them. Like he was sitting. He was with done eating. He was still at the table. Yeah, mm. he
2: was done eating. Don't you wait for the stand up? Well, I don't know. They were having a conversation. I think his wife, an agent, or somebody was there. Uh, but I mean, I had things to do, Paul. I, I, I got my daughters here, and then all of a sudden, it's <laughs> I bet Bradley Cooper would have been cool to you. He's a big sports fan. Yeah, but he was with his daughter and and she's like five, and I thought, no, no, you know, let him have a dad moment. I don't want to go up there and say, hi, oh, Bradley. All right, let me take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this.
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the plate. You've already talked about that
2: For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Last call for phone calls what we learned, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. Final results of the poll question. We'll try to squeeze all of that in. How about we write tomorrow's headline for tonight's game? And we do it now. Todd, Bears, Panthers, what's your headline?
5: Sweet Carolina Panthers get their second win.
2: Okay. Seton O'Connor. Wolver spleened. No, oh, know. it's good. oh, you're doing the Michigan thing? Yeah, Michigan is gonna be the, oh, headline, the tomorrow. headline. It's okay. not it's not gonna be a subpar NFL game. All right. But that's the game that we're doing—a headline off the game. Yeah, but it's, we're not going to even talk about it. <laughs> oh, we're not going to talk about this game tomorrow? No, we're uh, not. a Bears fan. We'll be talking about it. Okay, fair. Yeah. I
4: actually don't—I I don't enjoy watching the Bears play primetime football. It's usually a
2: terrible. Oh, experience. so you're okay at a one o'clock game? You just don't like the primetime.
4: One game. o'clock game, I could ignore it with a bunch of other games. <laughs> when they're in primetime, you're like sitting there like, this is not going to work out.
2: Well, you don't want everybody to see
4: your team no.
2: at standalone game.
4: Like when your house is a mess and you have guests over, that's the Bears. Yeah. Marvin, what's the headline? You snooze, you lose. The
6: Panthers win thirteen to ten over the Bears.
2: Oh, so it's a it's a snoozer, huh? Easily. Uh, how about I'm a snoozer, baby? Why don't you kill me? Dang. <laughs> Sexy song for tomorrow. Paulie, you got a headline of uh,
4: tonight's game. Barely tolerable mm. Thursday
2: night's news. Okay.
4: it actually oh. probably be a good fourth quarter.
2: Well, it can be a close game. That doesn't mean it's a good game. Right. Yes, Todd?
5: How many times will Al Michaels make some kind of comment to show that he's oh. not in love with doing oh, yeah. this particular game
3: tonight? <laughs>
2: he just did the, as far as I'm aware, I'm, back, <laughs> I'm back next year. <laughs> oh, I man. know. It, it's like oh. this has become a, an internet, internet story. Where Al Michaels' enthusiasm or lack thereof, and people are calling out Al that he's not enthusiastic. Like, um, okay, and then he said, "As far as I know, I'm back next year." Yes, Ton.
5: Three nothing, Cal- Carolina after one. Hang in there.
2: Yeah. Be
5: patient. It'll get better. I promise. Back after this.
2: Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Anywho. All right, standalone game. Where you going? Yeah, no. Alright, uh let me see. Can I squeeze in a couple of calls? how about Andrew in California? Hi Andrew, what's on your mind today?
1: <laughs> hey Dan. Uh so I know we're talking, uh, you guys are talking about Michigan and uh you did mention the the mics and like the how they don't have it in the offensive uh like quarterbacks here. Yeah. But they also don't have it on the defense, right? Because like so I'm just wondering like, is it a huge advantage to know the plays ahead of time but how can you signal it super fast to your defense like hey it's this play
2: well they you could have somebody uh, audio you could do that like you could do uh let's say it's going to be a pass and you go four claps i mean you could there's ways around it if you want to send a message hey this is going to be the word we yell that's all you have to do just have a word uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Just a couple. 1861, the first documented Canadian football
4: game took place at the University of Toronto. Mm. 1861. Okay. Um, 1971, the NHL announced they granted a franchise to Atlanta. And one of the classic pictures in NBA history, Dr. J and Larry Bird got into a fight during a game. Both were fined $7,500.
2: Yeah, that's when Bird was taunting Dr. J. I think he says 42 to 6. I think Larry scored 42. And, uh... Larry was being held by, I think, Moses Malone, and Doc was punching Larry in the face. On this date, 1982, I know where I was. I was in Baltimore. Sugar Ray Leonard announced his first retirement. I remember having a detached retina, and you're thinking, man, this guy's so young. Well, he always looked young, but I remember when he was uh, retiring, and that's the first time I realized boxers don't retire. They just... Nobody calls them anymore, but now we've got guys who are fighting in their 50s. Oh, here's one for you. This player returned two punts for touchdowns in the same quarter in 1997. Paul? Dante Hall Chiefs? No. I'll even give you the team. Denver Broncos, Todd. Whoa. Well, you know your Broncos. If you don't get this, pie to the face. Two in the same quarter? Yeah. You're stalling.
5: Yeah, I'm stalling.
2: Wow. It's it, this is tough, but you're a Bronco fan.
5: Steve Sewell.
2: No, and you know that's <laughs> not right. It's not funny.
5: Do I get we got initials or anything?
2: Uh DG. DG. I was gonna get I had the team wrong, but I was gonna guess Kadri Ishmael. Ishmael. That's Darian Gordon. Oh, Yeah, you're going to get a pie to the face. You know what? No meat tomorrow for you. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You pick. You want a pie to the face or no meat tomorrow?
5: Why's it got to be like that? I don't know why it has to be like that. I definitely want to have lunch. Why am I getting such a a pie to the face? It's just
2: It's just content.
5: This, Grant, that's a tough one. Finally Church was the guy that ran back to kicks back Finally,
3: again. running through the names of old Broncos players from years past has failed Todd. It's his favorite thing I'm in the very world to do.
5: And you gave me the initials and I couldn't
2: yeah, come up with yeah. it. Finally. It, just content. That's all. Uh, meet Friday tomorrow and uh, we're we're uh, getting sexy tomorrow as well with our music. Let's go around the room when we learned on the program. Todd, what'd you learn today?
5: Eli Manning says he used Omaha Omaha way before Peyton Manning ever did. How is that possible?
2: Yeah, but he took it from Tom Brady. Uh, Seton O'Connor. I think we have a new Rick Neuheisel song coming up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marvin, how about you? Chris Isaacs, not nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paulie, what'd you learn? Peyton Williams Manning. No. Is that what, oh, Peyton's middle name is Williams? Williams, yeah. Right. What We learned, brought to you by Simply Safe falls the perfect time to protect your home. Get 50% off a brand new Simply Safe home security system. Get up to 50% off your system with Fast Protect Plan at com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. It's a meet Friday tomorrow. Hope you join us. We'll talk to the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell, and Ryan Leaf joins us in studio. Have a great day, everybody. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake Kits...